welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Time to send out those save me texts because Survivor is back. A new group of strangers hit the beaches of Fiji to kick off a new season with some new twists and turns. So how will the third iteration in the new chapter of Survivor go? It's time to find out as we talk all things Survivor 43. And joining me is someone who I would send a text to to be in my alliance. It's Miss Felicia. How are you? Hey, Michael. Hey, Blockheads. I'm doing very well. Um... Wow, Survivor's back. I know. So exciting. I love the show. I think we had like 50 seasons of Drag Race in between. We got a few years worth of content Jesus out of Drag Christ. Race. It's the last season of Survivor. Yeah, it, it's a lot. But you know what? I have to do Survivor. Like, I, I can't let the non-Drag Race listeners down. I got to do Survivor. Well, I'm glad um, you do it. So, But I'm, I'm going to say my initial thought. Um I don't like this cast. There is no one who I care for. Yeah, no one instantly pops out for me either. I won't say I dislike the cast yet. There's and what's, cra- what's, what's crazy we'll is there is someone who I distinctly do not care for, don't like their gameplay. And on one, on like the all winner survivor Instagram, like where they do the vote for your winner of the week or the player of the week, it's that person. I'm like, who is it? Oh, oh, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get don't, there. Don't you okay. worry. But I was like, okay, maybe it's me. Maybe I am the minority in this season. But <laughs> maybe you're the I'm drama. not feeling it. I don't. I don't know if there was not the excitement we've gotten the past two seasons, or if the freshness is no longer there because these players kind of figured out what might, it might not be coming. Um, I don't know. There's something missing for me in this premiere. Yeah, I feel like the time could have been used a little better. Um, it was a long episode. Maybe I would have liked two people to go home, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that could I mean, be cute. Short, so maybe not. But, well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> we'll we see. got a lot to go through. Let's just dive right in. Let's get uh, into it. A new group of strangers who are already ready to be abandoned in the Fijian Islands, all with different backgrounds. Shall we meet some of these strangers and learn a bit about them? Obviously, we love watching this first introduction segment because sometimes these people are people you need to keep an eye on. And sometimes these are the people who are going to be going on first. So let's start off with Ryan. He was born three months early with mild cerebral palsy. He was told he wasn't going to walk and be in a wheelchair for his life. But look where he is now. All right. I was like, of course, we're going to start off with that story. Neka grew up in Nigeria and says it was like Survivor. It was survival of the fittest. All right. Noelle played Division One lacrosse, but was in a moped accident that caused her to lose her leg, left leg above the knee, and then became a Paralympian, holding the U.S. record for the hundred meter. Okay, so we're, we're we're getting the big sob stories here. We're getting the people with the backgrounds. Yeah. Um, Mariah says her biggest asset as a teacher is being able to connect. She hears people say they're not going to make friends with Survivor, but she wants to. She wants to form a genuine connection and bond, and then they can vote for her for the million dollars, and they can go for pizza and coffee afterwards. One of those things that I like. Um, Do you want to be her friend? 
I'll have the pizza if she's buying. Um, she was a little much for me, but her <gasps> oh, interesting. Fun. Yeah. yeah. You don't do you have that wig? <laughs> I don't. I, I do not like rainbows. Unfortunately, I'm gay, but I think they're incredibly wow. tacky. Wow. So yeah. Uh, Sammy is 19 and he is way more than his age. He is attending Brigham Young University and the editors had fun with this one as he is a student slash pet cremator slash business owner hybrid. Well, he says he's a fun and eligible person. Uh, he's also a word maker upper. Yeah, eligible. I love it. <laughs> um, Lindsay says she is unapologetically Survivor's biggest fan. She's loved Survivor more than she's known her husband, her kids, her nursing career. She spent the last 22 years imagining this moment. She gets one shot with it. What's she going to do with it? Also, if you do the math, she's loved Survivor longer than Sammy has been alive. True. Um, I like her. Um, she gives me like Chrissy vibes and Chrissy's one of my favorites uh -huh. ever. Yep. Mm -hmm. so, Carla you know. grew up in a tough environment and is very adaptable and a resilient person. When she's tired, beaten down or told no, that's her time to shine and kick ass. Cody will play the game as hard and as fast as he lives his life. Just the way he like he surfs and goes out on the weekends. And he's already spent part of the money. I don't like him. But he he's was not the lot. person I was talking um, about. I mm -mm. see him. I He's like one of the main characters of this episode, I would say. He got a lot of airtime. Oh, fully. Like. Um, Cassidy, yeah, though. <laughs> Cassidy is not going to sit around and let other people determine her game. She makes her fate in her game. Um, Didn't learn anything about her, but I... She's one we're going to keep an eye on because she's been very, very deliberate with that kind of talk. True. Ellie, as a psychologist, gets people to do things that they don't want to do. He'll figure out once their torch gets snuffed. Say hello to Tori 2.9. I don't like <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah. No, I, I don't, no, I don't no, like no. I really don't like her. She annoyed and me. And everyone loved her to this episode. It's like, oh, was she the one? Yeah. yeah. We're going to discuss her because I think she's playing terrible, but we'll get there. James wants the game to be chaotic and wants no one to know what's going on. That's his comfort zone. Owen wants this so bad and used to dream of his name in the opening credits. So the editors gave it to him. Can I have that option too? Yeah, that was cute. Um, my One of my coworkers uh, went to college where he is the college administration's director. And she knows him and says he'll be great on Survivor, she thinks. so. Ooh, maybe she, we'll your, your co-worker is going to have to come on the pod and uh, talk to us about Owen. We'll see. <laughs> well, who will have what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast? This is Survivor 43, Squid Games, because we still don't have a subtitle and it got Squid in the photo. I'm calling it Squid Games. Um, By the way, Netflix is doing like a Squid Squid Game show. Oh, I know. And if one of my besties does not do it, I will be livid. Um, Miss Felicia, please go risk your life. Do you think he could survive? I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Red light, green light. <laughs> All right, the boats pull up. Jeff is standing there. Oh my god, the soccer! Can we just have one season where people are like, oh my god, Jeff's really alive? No, he's not a hologram. He's a real person, just like RuPaul. No green screen here. <laughs> Except for on uh, Australia season one. <laughs> no, that's not true. Rue was really there. Uh, <laughs> um, so first we're going to talk to the woman in the yellow dress named Janine. She can't believe she's there as it has been a dream for her, not only in her lifetime, but her father's. A dream for two. This was his first favorite American TV show when he emigrated from China. He used to be a sweet potato farmer in China and now is a biology professor with a PhD. 
Wow, that's a that's a wild trajectory. We love a, a story like that. Very inspirational story. Um, just makes me realize I have nowhere to go because my life <laughs> right. sucks. Same. Um, we're gonna talk to the guy in the blue shirt named James, who found Survivor when Richard Hatch was sitting in the tree, aka naked. And he also shouts out Earl winning as he is somebody from Philadelphia. It was someone who he looked like and who went to an island, lived off dirt, and won a million dollars. That got him excited about the game and has been watching ever since. Uh, is this the most justice for Earl we're ever going to get? Literally, we, <laughs> it's probably the first time Earl's been mentioned since he won his season. Um, like now, Jeff's got to have come... Earl back. Um, but, right. You know, Jeff, what are you doing? Bring him back. Let's do it. Come on. Like, give I'm us a season. They, I'm surprised they even like showed a clip of, of him. Give us a season where you have like three tribes, each with a previous winner who has never been back and everyone forgets about. Give us Earl. Give us Vesepia. Um, you know what? Give us uh, Big Dick. I'll take Big Dick, Chris Underwood. Give him a second chance to actually just prove that he needs to come back. Oh, Chris. Yeah, yeah. sure. I thought, um, I, I thought Brian for a second. I was no, like, no, maybe no, no, not no. that. Um. All right. Let's talk to the guy in the beanie. It's Gab Gabler, Mike Gabler. Um. I was like, are you Bond, James Bond? Like, why are you? Okay, fine. He discovered Survivor since the very beginning. Can apparently it was when his kids were being created and then i hated that (laughs) i was like are these actual kids or are you referring to like birds or reptiles oh i was thinking he was having sex with his wife while watching survivor and that's what he meant by that miss fallacia that explains a lot about you and your um desires Um, well do you know how kids are created (laughs) yes i know how kids are created but i didn't know that i mean i would like to watch survivor i don't want to be like you and have sex during survivor i didn't say i want to be doing that i said that's what he was doing (laughs) we've got noelle who watched survivor when she was 10 her mom loved the show but she didn't think she could play so she applied for both of them and that was before she lost her leg jeff is shocked to hear this and i was like jeff you're not shocked you knew this already um she shares she lost her leg at age 19 and claims it was the best thing to happen because she realized the importance of life it made her realize it was just a leg she doesn't want to look back and regret her life but look back and be proud of it she notes that the beautiful game of survivor and how it has evolved is the reason why she wanted to keep applying she shares it's accepted and encouraged to be different and wants to show that amputees are badasses she's ready with her leg jokes winner edit perhaps yeah we'll see i mean perhaps. we haven't had a paraplegic since um what's her name kelly mm-hmm. i'm just kelly. hoping Ju- julia no, julia Ju- sorry. yeah julia <laughs> um, uh, i'm just hoping nobody like pushes noelle down <laughs> listen we're gonna talk about noelle in the challenge in a little bit but um yeah i'm not sure if i vibe with her because vibe is the word of this episode vibe. yeah yeah um but um she's giving me an energy that the show wants me to care about her the same way we cared about Marianne in a way. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Just, I mean, just keep an eye out. She definitely has the story. So mm-hmm. Jeff will encapsulate that survivor is a lot of things, including a game. Thank you. Captain obvious. He says it's so great because anybody can play it because they aren't that there aren't that many rules. They decide how the game is played slow, fast and dangerous, which is funny. Didn't that dude like say, um, we're going to shrink the day so it can move much faster. Maybe I missed the part where he walked that back. I don't know, but. Jeff, sometimes I just feel like he just says words and will then say he didn't say those words, but whatever, it's fine. Um, He says the survivor is also an adventure as they all got off the couch and applied. Now, what if they applied from the couch? Very likely some of them did. That's how I would do it. In fact, no, 
I would do it from a bed. I I I would do it from a bed. <laughs> but he tells them to let go of expectations option. and let themselves play, and they can change how they see themselves, change how they see the world, and change how others see them because being there takes courage. Jeff's really going hard hardcore for this Emmy nomination. He's not getting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he hopes Survivor gives them what they seek and they are open to receiving what Survivor thinks they need. Is Survivor now a cult? Somewhat. What is he talking about? Like, we've got this new Kumbaya version of Jeff. He's like, yeah, take it in. Experience it. No! Give me that hard-ass shit. You are the narrator. Tell us us who's doing shitty. I don't don't want you to be like... We need sassy Jeff back. I was like, I don't need you to be smoking the hooch and then and then hosting. No, 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 no. That's for post-show. Okay. Um, let us talk about our tribes. We have Vessi, aka the Red Tribe. And all I hear is Fessy, um, because Big Brother. So Big thank Brother. You for that. Did you watch the finale? I didn't watch, but I know who won. Uh good for her. She slayed it. Well, spoilers. <laughs> um I bet what Paloma's kicking herself now and being like, well, I tried to get her out and look what I fucking did, you bitch. I can't stand um, her. <laughs> is she just gone forever? Is she never existing ever again? Probably not in the CBS universe. I want to know what happened so badly. Um, yellow <laughs> is Baca. And finally, remember them. It's Coco in blue. Coco. Could we not have a better name? Coco? Coco? I'd want to be on Team Coco. Why? So you can sing the the song from, K- from No, Coco? I haven't even seen the movie. I just like Coco. Excuse me? What? Sorry. <laughs> Why have you that. not seen Coco? I don't watch movies very often. I'm too busy watching Drag Race all the time. But you gotta make time for Disney. That's the most important. Mm-hmm. Fine. <laughs> Alright, for the first reward challenge, two players will head down to the beach to retrieve two heavy wooden crates. Then two other players will run out into the water and haul a boat with more heavy crates. The two remaining players will use the crates to create a cube. Then one player will hop on top and use a bamboo pole to retrieve a flint. First tribe to get the flint earns camp supplies, including a pot, machete, and the flint. No food, no help. Two losing tribes will have to go to the camp and earn it another way. Um, we will learn that this challenge has no secret surprises. Ooh, let's make an alliance type thing. Straightforward challenge. Yeah. Miss Felicia, which position would you do for this challenge? I'd want the box building and climbing and getting. Why is that? Um, I'm not the best swimmer. I'm only slightly decent. Um, okay. I'm pretty good at puzzles and climbing things too. So. Well, that's not a shocker for anybody. Um, <laughs> I would go in the water most because I am a good swimmer and because moving that heavy shit in water is much easier. That's true. That's true. All right. So red will start off with Cody and Jesse. Yellow has Owen and Sammy and blue sends Ryan and Geo. So we're playing in stereotypes of gender yeah maybe the show will finally like move away from that kind of shit soon right we're making yeah, strides, be nice. we're making strides. Yeah. uh we will see sammy arrive first with a um cool as fuck camera swing oh my god the way that he just i'm always impressed by the 
the camera angles we get. They also, have so many drones, clearly. They have so many cameras around, and we get these, like, close-up shots of them, but you never see, like, cameras. Magic! It's so impressive. <laughs> I know. Uh, Geo is going to be struggling with the crate as he has to flip them on the sand. Were they heavy, or is he just a pussy? They, they looked heavy. Okay, okay. Uh, Baki is the first at the water, followed by Bessie, and I'm the asshole, but um, watching Noelle try to navigate the sand was something. Yeah, that's, it's true. Like, it's true. Good for her to be able to put herself in that kind of position, but it's not easy with the, the, um, the leg to navigate the sand. Yeah. Um, I would be fearful that that shit would get into the leg pieces and you get corroded and I stuck mean, so probably well but <sighs> coco finally gets in the water but they are way behind but once the boats are clipped in we have yellow first followed by red and eventually blue the puzzle fairly easy like it's really more about the strength of putting the pieces to get together because yeah if these were heavy crates then it is going to take a little bit of teamwork to get those heavier yeah. crates toward the top um Coco is going to sneak in from behind. Lindsay is going to try to find the flint, but the pitch of the bamboo was very, very difficult. And that bamboo could not slip into the key ring. So I was watching and I was like, I would struggle with this. Um, I would have like tried what she was doing like once or twice and mm-hmm. then pretty instantly have tried what the, the end of, what ended up winning. Yeah. So suddenly surf bro Cody figures out a way to hack the challenge. He tells Dwight to put the key inside the bamboo. Jeff has the, has said now that the dream team did not think of this strategy. So yes, Cody broke the game. Good for yeah. him. Well, did not expect I mean, to be him. Yeah. But good. <laughs> this will cause red to only win and Vessie will be getting their tribe supplies. Bach and Coco have to earn it as it will take some time away from building their shelter. Now, we're going to get a confessional here from Lindsay, who we saw fail the um, challenge here. Says failing at something she thought she would be good at is a wake-up call. It made her realize that being in challenges are going to be a hell of a lot harder, and they need to be ready for anything Jeff throws out their way. We didn't get much from Lindsay this episode, really, aside from this confessional. Um, So it's interesting timing to hear her say She got a little bit of strategization later. Yeah, just a little bit. um, Yeah, but I mean, it made sense to me as she was like the one who ultimately lost the challenge for her group. Yep. All right, we're going to keep it and stay with Tribe by Tribe for this beginning segment. So we're going to start with our winners and head over to Bessie's Beach and hang out with Team Red. They're home. Cody is feeling alive from his toes to his bones to his heart to his spirit with the first win as it sets the tone. I'm going to need to warm up to this man. I am not vibing with him. Yeah, he's definitely a lot. Um, he said he started to binge watch Survivor during the pandemic where he felt do you think he that, had the tools to win Survivor. Do you think he meant he just started watching two years ago? I'm going to say he just started watching when he was cast. Right. Yeah. Because um, he's going to say a lot of things that I'm like, if you watch Survivor... You're doing things the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> so first off, he thinks this is Big Brother, where you go around the room and tell your story to find out who might have construction or knows how to build a shelter. Uh, bro, you're going to be disappointed. You're not going to be happy with the results here. Um, Wait, what's wrong with doing that? You're, you should do that. 
not the way oh, that's that not a big he, brother thing because like you always sit around the too. circle and like cheers and toast yeah, and say oh but i feel not like they the, do that on survivor too. Not, not not to that extent you where you're blatantly like this is what i do hello um, yeah, I guess. But it is but, decent to know if there's anyone who works yeah, of construction. Course. <laughs> um, but Cody, L-I-V-I-N. Get busy living, living. or get busy dying. The title uh, that's how he's going to play uh, this game. Um, do you have that tattoo on your body? Um, uh, is that one on his butt? Because in his like butt, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't. Are you going to get it? On my... No. Well, he okay. shares he is 35 <laughs> and works for an elevator and escalator company. And I mean, obviously, people have to do that job, but I never like thought of who elevators, would do that especially job. sales. Like, but, but now yeah, knowing it's Cody, that's... I will be taking the stairs. <laughs> I always do take the stairs. So, well, you're a fit person. I'm I not. Am, I'm not running into Cody on any elevators. <laughs> We're going to meet Neka next, who shares her name as Nigerian, and that's where she's originally from. She and says it's a name you give when you want a boy but get a girl. Uh, and Justine shares that that's who she is as well. Uh, she's Justin with a name, and she works in software sales. And that's going to be a very important part of her narrative this episode. Dwight is 21 and his graduation is in a few weeks. And I'm like, to be young again. Remember youth? Yeah, I vaguely. <laughs> I know. Dwight has watched Survivor with his family since he was six. His game plan is to start building a shelter and do Survivor things. But when we, the viewers, hear that dodo music, um, we and Dwight will quickly realize that no one has any idea of what they're doing. And when it comes to shelter construction, leave it to the kids to use the machete. <laughs> his parents are all not going to be able to let him live this down they told him he had to go out there and know how to build a shelter he said he's watched videos he'll be fine but alas he's going to have to deal with it um youngsters listen to your parents very important build a practice shelter yeah if you got a backyard just go get some bamboo and, yeah. and, and do it it's, you can do it i'm sure you've done it before <laughs> totally <laughs> now Cody is going to be using the palm fronds to make a hat. What a waste of fucking time and resources. And resources, yeah. Now, Noelle is happy to be on the winning tribe as they have good spirits. Off the bat, she is messing with Justine as they are in similar age. She is smart and determined, so she thinks they will do well working together. Meanwhile, Cody is walking with Neca and Jesse, who already has it under good authority that the two girls are hooking up. But not like that. Uh, Cody has learned that the game is quick, so he found a crack and took it and decided that those two walking with him are his official alliance. NECA is just excited to find an alliance. I think she was worried that she might be an outlier, but hey, circumstances key. Walk with anyone early on. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Don't say, you don't say no to any exactly. being presented the first day. No. <laughs> now, Cody is going to start a little narrative here, which is quite funny. Um, Cody will say he fears salespeople in this game as he feels... They are so good at selling. Can someone tell me a successful salesperson on Survivor? Because I honestly cannot think of one. Well, it's because everyone knows to look out for them. Oh, Brian, isn't he a salesperson? Probably. How many decades ago was that? Many, but yeah, you have Brian. Does that Michelle do like real estate or something? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just made that up. But, um, but yeah, it's, so, it's a thing I would watch out for too. I wouldn't trust a salesperson. He is fearful of Justine because he can stereotype her as manipulative or a BSer as a salesperson. Meanwhile, 
he's going to lie to his new alliance and leave out the fact that he is a salesperson. Dare I say Cody is projecting his fear here. I I think he's just aware of who he is and how his skills relate to salespeople or his skills as a salesperson relate to the game. So I think that he knows he needs to hide it because there are probably other people who think the same thing as he does. You know, are there though? I that would never come across my I, mind. It would come across my mind. For me, look out for salespeople. Only... Look out for real estate agents. Look out for uh. Uh-uh. For me, yeah. I always am on the lookout for the lawyers. Lawyers too. Yeah, definitely. Because the lawyers are the ones who can say something, BS you, and not feel guilty about it. As can salespeople. Nah, fine, I guess. But you're trying to sell something as a salesperson. Like, you're selling yourself on the game. Um, you still have a little bit of moral grounds to, to stand on. Mm. <laughs> Jesse likes Cody and NECA, but his game plan is to do nothing and watch who is clicking and sit back. He will hear that Justine tell him that she trusts him as well as Noel. And Jesse thinks he's already in a good position as he has two groups of two who want to work with him. He says at home he doesn't have a lot of friends. It's just him, his wife, and kids. So he doesn't get invited to parties. I mean, same, but I have none of those things. Oh, wife and kids? Yeah. Just no parties. Just no parties. <laughs> um, it's day two over on Red. And Cody and Jesse are having a chat about tattoos. And Jesse reveals he had one on the back of his head and removed, had that removed as well as the one on his face. He shares that he had three dots on his face as he was in a gang. While in Juvenile Hall, he met a few nonprofits who helped him out to pay for things like getting the tattoo removed. He doesn't walk into a room and advertise his background, but he grew up in L.A. His family didn't have college degrees as they had addictions. No one went to college. They went to prison. He shares he was arrested at age 17 where he went to Juvenile Hall. He took a GED test where he got one of the highest scores they had ever seen. The switch went off and he started to better himself. He got accepted to Berkeley, went to Duke for political science. And he wants to show his son and daughter that you can do anything you want. But at the same time, he wants to represent, as there are a lot of kids in juvenile hall thinking they can't make it. He wants to show you can go from juvie with a tattoo on your head to Fiji with a PhD. Um, I think his story is really interesting. I think if he wasn't aligned with Cody, I'd say he'd go far. But I'm fearing that Cody's going to be his downfall. Blow up his game. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, But who knows how people are really aligned until we vote. Well, of course. So early that anything anyone says at this point is like just an option. Jesse's story on episode one, if he's not an early out, um, I do think this is another one to keep an eye on. Totally. um, Because he's very reserved so far, but we're learning about him. So I think we'll get the gameplay side of him later on. So Jesse, I'm keeping an eye on you too. Cody will show NECA his ass tat. That does say L-I-V-I-N with two exclamation points and a smiley face. Editors, do not eliminate him until we learn why he has that on his ass. It had to be a like a, a, a drunken bear, right? Yeah. What would you get on your ass? Um. Say it, Miss Felicia. I don't know. Maybe. Yes, and that's the game. Yes, and yeah, I'd get <laughs> it's so nerdy, but a, a little symbol from Kingdom Hearts. Well, that's cute. Yeah. See, Disney does live in your soul. Oh, uh, yeah, there's some Disney there. I don't I don't hate it. I just haven't seen Coco. That's fine. You should go see it. 
Dia de los Muertos is coming up. You should go watch it. I'll it's see really it. Good. I'll, I'll watch it at some point. You have Disney Plus, right? I do, yeah. What are you waiting for? It's at your fingertips. And then, then you'll want to do a Coco spinning class. Oh, my God. Here it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, at camp, we're going to watch Justine try to make fire. She grew up doing things that were not typical of girls, like matching, having matching dirt bikes with her dad and hanging out in the back of his Jeep. Don't really want to know you did in the back of the Jeep, but thanks for sharing. <laughs> she is thankful that they have a shelter only for the roof to cave in. But hey, she got a fire. Oh, wait, it's out again. Fire's hard. Have you ever made fire? Um, like not with a flint. All right. By the next time you're on the pod, I'll we'll ask how make... you did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right on the on 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 your roof of your building in Brooklyn. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Shall we move to the Yellow Tribe team, Baka? Yes. Let's move on. Let's meet our friends in yellow. Um. Now. Gabler will share that they have a very beautiful and positive group of people and that comment alone tells me I'm going to need to warm up to him also. Not a fan. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of him either. He knows he's on the outside being the oldest person there. He is 20 to 30 years older than his teammates, so time to be careful. They arrive on the beach to see an hourglass, and we all know what that means. Useless challenge to earn their shit. Savvy or sweat. This season, we have Savvy being an entire tribe working together to solve a brain teaser. They get one guess. Sweat is two tribe members work together to dig up their supplies in the sand. They will be separated from the rest of the group of tribe, and both tasks have a four-hour time limit, and if they fail, they do not get their supplies until the first immunity challenge. All right, so before we get to the results on either tribe this season, Miss Felicia, which one do you pick? Um, I wouldn't mind doing the digging, except um, you're like missing valuable time with the rest of your tribe the isolation Mm -hmm. part is like definitely the worst part but it gives you an option to like build a good bond with one person that isn't like shady shade won't be looked upon as shadily by the other members um so that's good um ultimately i think i would do what people what the tribe wanted you know fair Mm -hmm. um but either would i think be fine so they're going to flip over the timer and Sammy doesn't mind digging, but Owen is worried he'd be paired with him. So he didn't want to do the physical exertion of being away from those first moments of scheming and plotting and strategizing. Um, Owen is going to be someone who's going to talk a lot of game this episode. Um, but we'll get to him a little bit later. Owen says that should, they should do savvy and Mariah is win together or lose together. I liked her. Well, she didn't do much for me, but. Yeah, because the show didn't give us anything about her. True. Anyway, <laughs> they open up the puzzle to see a bunch of bones that where they have to move the bones in order to form the largest whole number. They can only move the bones one time. The number that they start off with is wait. 15. Was there a could you move any of the bones? Yes, or was it any two? of the bones? Okay. Oh, it was two bones, but you um. But had, you could you, all, you had to move two. two Correct. Bones. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This is a fun trick of a challenge, as we will learn. Yeah. I, um, this kind of puzzle is not the kind of puzzle I'm good at. Number puzzles are not for me. Um, I think I could get there, but it's, it's not like where my like strength in puzzling is. Right. Mariah knows that they need the pot and the machete, but none of them can figure out and they're missing something. Sammy says he wanted to do the sweat part of the challenge in order to play as what people 
perceive him as, which is obviously a big dumb student. He is worried about them using his good at puzzle skills against him. Well, he's going to blow their minds as Sammy. He got the skills, bruh. He says, move two bones to form three ones. And then they figure out, oh, wait, five, one, one, eight, one, oh. Did they get it? Sammy did it. It was correct. I wonder um, how long he was like sitting on that. Secret. Literally what my next line was is how long was he sitting on that? I bet when they flipped the thing over, he knew it, but he didn't want to say it. I agree. And he's been uh, playing it, you know. He's, he's playing very smart. If he's trying um, to if he's trying to play dumb, like, I don't know. If you should maybe reconsider, like, his method, but, you know. Right. Um, now, when they get to the uh, their camp chat, Sammy will say that he is 22 and not 19, as 19, he believes, does not sound good or look good, regardless how good you do. Which I kind of agree with. I think there's true, a, there's true. a difference in the three years. I think it's the the teen that um, yeah no absolutely yeah smart to lie about that, but also like he gives me teenage vibes. Oh totally. Would you be his babysitter? <laughs> no. Why not? I'll be Michael Yerger's babysitter. Wow, he's not a kid no more. I know. <laughs> That's a man, Maury. Jesus is a man. Um. Gabler will take the lead on building the shelter. The girls have been weaving fronds all day. And Owen is not thrilled how much energy they are putting into the shelter as he wants to sneak off and start strategizing. So he's going to be like, let's go get water, Gabler. And they do. Okay. So am I thinking that Owen is about to play himself like high, but like pre-merge version? That's where I'm leaning with Owen. I do not have a good sense of Owen going far. Um, He's playing a little too strong drawing it he's like no one's playing right now Mm -hmm. but like boy you are (laughs) like right so he says he says that to gabler if i hear your name i'll let you know but he also says that that's not an alliance or a blood pact dude like he's gonna take it the wrong way with this confessional you know he thinks this is an alliance right um and we're gonna watch him play the same exact line with ellie and janine which is not a good sign yeah he relates to not getting information, to hacking away to coconut. They keep hacking away, hoping they'll open up, but alas, he says if it, it will bite him in the butt, um, and I can guarantee you it will. If you're going to have that moment in confessional in this first episode, I fear for Owen. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Now, the girls talk about how they have sisters, and this is going to lead to Ellie's backstory. Are you ready for Ellie's backstory? I guess so. All right. Her full sister died in 2020 and says it was the worst thing to happen to her in her life. She says growing up, her sister was her hero. She was smarter and prettier than her. Um, No disrespect to the deceased, but Ellie, you were much prettier in the photos we saw. You were hot. Mm -hmm. She says they had a major trauma in their family that happened. And I hope we're going to get to learn about that part. And I have a feeling we're going to tell us yet. But this trauma caused her sister to start using drugs. Ellie tried to help guide her through the struggle, but their relationship got strained. Their last conversation was about Survivor, and she says it was the little like, little talk to her sister that she knew. She told Ellie that she was proud of her and excited for her, but the last thing she said was, anything you need, I got you. It would be the last conversation because she died of an overdose six months later. Mariah asks if she can hug her, and... Um, 
I thought that was really sweet. I love when someone's like, oh my God, can I hug you? Asking for permission, whatever. And then to know what Ellie goes gonna do to Mariah later, it's like, ew. And that's why I don't care for Ellie right now. But that's the game. Yeah. I don't know. I think, yes, yes. And that's the moral struggle. Like, I don't know if I could handle is opening up in a way you do. And then literally a day later being like, well, thank you for helping me heal. Bye, bitch. Yeah, um, but Ellie does say that she feels closer to the girls because of this moment. And she wants to play with the women in this game. And it feels natural to her. Something we will see her not do a day later. I know we heard a really powerful and emotional story, but this arc from Ellie, I'm not feeling her. I might be in the minority, but um, we're going to see how the season goes. I, again, I think she's another one we might see for some time. Yeah, I see her. Sticking it's around. now day two on yellow and Gabler is trying to find a spark with a fire and he wonders if there's just too much humidity. I was like, I don't think that's a real thing. I don't think that's what thing. did you say? There's too much what? Humidity. I don't think that's a real oh. thing. I mean, because um, if that's the probably... case, then no one ever would have made a fire on the show ever. True, true, true. Um, Samuel will discuss his role as a pet cremator, where people think he's just a guy who grabs dogs and cats and lizards by the feet and throws them in the fire. No, he says he gracefully places them in the incinerator. Do you think he's gotten a date after this episode? Uh, like, how, how is this desirable for a person? How is he <laughs> maybe probably more desirable than I am? I mean, someone's got to do do the job. He throws dead pets. He gracefully in... places them. Um, I don't know. This is just weird. Now I'm like, is Sammy going to be like uh, starring in a new version of Pet Cemetery? Is that what's going to happen? Here? Oh, God. Um, Sammy is slyly going to teach the tribe about fire after they're failing for a, a long time. And once again, he's sitting on a secret. And the yes. others are not catching on. <laughs> Yeah. Is this a good strategy? It seems so. I mean, it needs. I, I don't think he's like. I'm surprised the other players aren't catching on, but like. But I think he's, he's playing doing it the exact, way he needs to. Exactly. Yeah. He, he's portraying himself as a dumb yeah. jock type when he's not. So I'm going to give him credit. I think he's playing a really good game right now. Well, that's the game um, I like to. Not the dumb jock, but I like to definitely play a little stu- dumber, more naive than. Wait, that's an act? Yeah. As you caught a bug, I just saw listeners. Yeah, uh, right? Miss is out in Survivor right now. Catch bugs. You're gonna um, eat it. Yeah, you're gonna eat it. Eat Not, it. Come on, do it. Do it. It's do a it. Food challenge now. Right now. Um, do it's it. gone. It's gone. Oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's good. Uh, I was gonna say something, but it it escaped me. Oh, it's so funny to me when people are like struggling to make fire, and then somebody just comes up and they're just like, fire. I I just think that's so it is. Good. Gabler thought he would be starting better and is fearful he has a target on him. His strategy is going to be bond with the tribe and learn from them, as there is always someone wanting to teach someone. I get that. Like if anyone came up to me and be like, Oh my god, your podcast, that sounds so cool. Tell me all about it. I'm like, oh my god, bestie. I'd be so happy. No one cares about my podcast anymore. Oh, Without listeners, if you'd like to thanks. buy a pin, you can buy a pin soon. Where can we buy your pins? Um, that's the detail I'm going to figure out next. Is okay. either just DM me <laughs> yeah. or I'm not, I'm figuring that cool. one out. Um, well, Gabler and Ellie are discussed being metalheads. Mastodon. In fact, it is a real band according to Google. It's a real band. It was true. At first, I was like, no, that, that can't be a real band. Uh, are you a fan of Mastodon? 
I hadn't heard of them until Survivor. Yeah. Now, Ellie's sister was a big fan of metal, loved metal. So, Ellie's is this her sister or one of her half sisters? I think I don't know. I think it was her. That's what I'm not sure. She said sister, because then but she's then like, she I'm was pulling talking and like she's like her. pulling references from from her up in space, and I was like, okay, first off, she's dead. So, do you believe she's in space? Is that how? That's but she also has other siblings. Well, right. she lives in Utah, so she might be Mormon. And don't oh no, I'm I'm confusing Mormonism with Scientology. Oh, but no. one but one of them both believes cults, in space. both cults. Um, yeah. but yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm just gonna say this, Ellie. I hate fake people. Maybe this is why I don't care for her. Because sure, there's 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 something about making conversation if you can make conversation. But I hate people like oh yeah, I love that that. I can see right through that. I don't like that. Um, Ellie thinks Gabler uh, is a kindred spirit. She finds him sweet and caring and is not ruling him out as a partner at all. I think this bit was in here because we are going to see them pair up at some point. Or or one of them is going to be the downfall of the other. Yeah. All right, let's head over to Coco's Beach and dive right into what what tasks they're going to pick. Ryan says that they only have four hours and he is willing to dig if someone else is willing to. Cut to James, who was like, I didn't come out here to be a strong person. Smart strategy. <laughs> um, Geo notes that they all looked at each other and realized that they are a group of not smart people. So he volunteers to dig as he felt guilty about not carrying the boxes in the previous challenge. But really, in his mind, I'm sure he's like, Ryan's going to do all the work and I'll just be there. <laughs> So Gio and Ryan start digging their square and like Gio is dying, but Ryan, who is kind of beefhead hot, thinks like, I have the strategy of forming an X. It's going to cover the most space. And it's like, oh, okay, interesting. Let's go with that. Would you have just dug randomly in the places? No, I probably would have started from the center and moved out. Okay. Now we're going to get a glimpse into Ryan's backstory again, as he was born three months early, which gave him mild cerebral palsy. It affected how he walked and thought. He essentially had a stutter in his brain, which he says is like having a two-second delay of an echo before you're able to figure out what you need to do. The doctors told him he would never walk, but his mom took him to physical therapy for four years. He rewired his brain to function how he does today. And now look, he's on Survivor, and he's about to be the golden boy. Yeah, and he's hot. He, he is very attractive. Um, Ryan is basically going to get this in 30 minutes like two really seconds like first placey dog <laughs> i guarantee you jeff is watching this from a monitor somewhere getting a boner yeah yeah totally um ryan has the confidence in himself now and he will bring more than muscle to the squad uh speaking of which he's going to eat an earthworm no shit it doesn't taste good bitch um interesting also i don't really know if that took that much brains it was kind of just he was lucky in the yeah. place that he dug and it wasn't that deep but okay um ryan's backstory again we're we're learning a couple people's backstories i think ryan is a very engaging character but i fear his strength is going to get him in the end yeah true i mean he's like a classic aussie type right you you can't keep him into the merge like you you gotta cut him um and again if he shares his backstory it's a very engaging backstory like this yeah. is someone you want to support he wins the million dollars at the end we're going to watch coco build their shelter and cassidy is ready to strategize now cassidy will meet up with carla who both say that they like each other and apparently it's like dating i wouldn't know no one likes me back well same it's okay no you haven't been on a date in a while oh 
Why? Too busy cycling? I guess so. Cassidy wants to play listeners, the game. Uh, listeners, I'm single. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Cassidy wants to play the game like a fox and be sneaky as she believes women can't get away with a loud game. She feels with the loud voices on the tribe will allow her to play behind the scenes as no one will see her as a huge threat until it's too late. I personally love this kind of gameplay. Very Todd Herzog, my favorite oh, winner. I love Todd. But the way the show presented Cassidy discussing this, I fear she's going to get played. I can see that, yeah. She was very intense. She was, um, yeah. Dare I say very Paloma-like on Big Brother. I got that vibe too. The women go off and Lindsay will share to them that if they see her and James talking, she's just working it. Okay. Being up front is like an okay plan, but it's also hella risky. Like, are they going to learn that she's essentially saying that's my side piece? First day when you're like, or I guess it's the second day now, right? Yeah. Is this the first day? Well, whatever. That early on, like, you don't want to be like to other people like, ooh, this is where i am but like don't worry if you see me pretending to have relationships because it's like who's to say that that one's not real as well right it's basically saying don't think it's nothing because it actually is something like you can trust me but other people can't trust me as exactly she loves survivor and wanted to have an all-girls alliance for numbers she is pulling in james as she finds him genuine they are the philly peeps they like each other's vibes and we're going to learn that vibing Lindsay feels vibes with james because this company is called good vibes only how crazy is that wild james biggest trick is to connect with anybody he will tack himself onto the girls alliance but he's going to know that he's got to know that he's going to be the number four in the four right yeah right he shares that he shares that growing up in philly he learned to play chess and won the u.s open at age 13 for his ratings bracket he traveled the country as the only black kid in tournaments i smell a netflix series do you the king's gambit i haven't seen it it's about chess i i know that much (laughs) he says in chess you have to know who you're playing and figure out what they're going to do he says all three women have said they want to work with him and he wants to be the king while looking like the pawn so he knows where his place is at. Yeah. I think James is another one. Keep an eye on. Now it's day two. And it's time to drink some coconut water and build a fire. Mm. Carla will tell Gio that she was her wife's first girlfriend. Her family is super traditional, so it was hard for them to understand that they were together. We got a new vibe duo um, on this tribe as Gio and Carla are both married and both gay. Didn't we see this on season 41 with a big girl color and a twink of color who both were gay aka genie and picard did they have a partnership no but they both were on the same tribe talking about being gay together okay well yeah what else are you going to talk about so here's my fear i am all for the diversity of initiation and the initiative i fear that we're falling into the trap of casting the same diverse stereotypes sure but let's go another two seasons before I beg for a shakeup. But like, I feel like we're seeing the same kinds of gays now. It's all like we're seeing the stereotypical Latino gay male who's not strong, but is sociable. We just yeah. saw that last season too. Yeah, we need now. A- we're also getting another um, lesbian of sorts who's big and shake it up. Sure, cast a bear. Yeah, cast me. I'm waiting. There you go. Are you applying for Survivor? One day, when I'm ready. Now, 
Gio will tell Carlo that his husband's family accepted him, but he doesn't think his family will meet him as they face challenges being in the LGBT community. He says, not having his family around for many years, you think about how another Christmas goes by and you don't have your parents there. Gio will play with his heart, and while he wants to show people who he is and to see his life, he thinks there's a good way to get people to open up and feel connected and work together. Another one, keep an eye on Gio. I like his vibes. Yeah, he was all right. He's going to be that person you're going to be like, I can't vote him out. He's too sweet. Sure. Not me, but I'm no, sure not you. people will be like that. Now, Carla was nervous that no one wanted to work with her, but she has spoken to everyone and she has saw with Gio and Ryan as well as James, Lindsay, and Cassidy. She is now in the middle and that might work to her advantage, though she thought she'd be perceived as weak and she is not sure she can trust the people that really want to vote with her. Girl, you got to get over that quickly because you are going to be the person. Like They yeah. are keeping this in here now because you are that person. It's true. Where do you think the stronger decision is? Is it to go with the girls and James or Gio and Ryan? Or is it too early to say? I think it's too early to say, but um, the girls and Ryan. Right. It's now day two and the decision is coming. A boat arrives to the Red Team's camp, which we know what that means. It's on like Donkey Kong! Each team will send one person on boat and they will return that afternoon on blue ryan and james say they have to stay the rest will pick a number from one to 20 and the person who got seven was carla so she's off as james says that they know something will happen and vince can change things up someone who is nice and sweet can be a villain which is why i think she's going to be going with geo and ryan when things actually come around mm. for yellow they play the 43 finger game and leave it to fate and the person going is going to be gabler of course and finally, for Red, Dwight is curious and a super fan and decides he will go. And this is the game starting in Cody's eyes. Which strategy do you go with, Miss Felicia? Do you offer to go or do you let fate take it? I let fate take it or yeah. not to go because an I... advantage is only an advantage if people don't know about it. Dwight know? is t- playing a terrible game this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, as they all reach the beach and after the niceties, it's time to head to the giant rock where they will make a group decision. They will have to get to know each other as they head over to the giant rock, but it's across the water and worse than a hike because you cannot really talk because you're going to have to focus on not falling. Slipping, yeah. We will get Carla's backstory here. She is the proud daughter of two Mexican immigrants. They grew up poor, but she would not sell for less. She pursued education, got into U.S. Berkeley and was awarded the Bill and Melinda Millennium Scholarship. Which is a pretty big deal. Cool. It's a pretty big deal. You know who Bill and Melinda are, right? Nope. Bill Gates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know who he is. <laughs> she is the first in her family to graduate high school and college, and she has to remember that she is both street smart and book smart. When they finally do get to the big rock, where they have to decide to risk their vote or play it safe and take no vote and take no risk. For those who risk it, one player will earn an advantage while the other will lose the vote at the next tribal. Those who chose to risk will pull a package from the bag where their card is and open it back at camp. So they will choose to decide privately whether they will risk it or not, but reveal it publicly. Then, depending on the amount of risk takers, they will pull a package from the numbered bag. So if it's one person, bag one. Two people, bag two. Three people, bag three. Miss Felicia, you know what's not coming. What would you do in this moment? I'm keeping my vote. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm giving my vote. You don't know what anyone's thinking this early on in the game. 
You need and, that. And you're going to go back to the tribe yeah. and they're going to know something's up. Because exactly. even if you say, no, I didn't do anything, they're not going to fucking believe you. Yeah. And then something's not going to add up during the votes. Mm-hmm. And then eyes are on you. So. so Carla says this is a game of poker. It could lead to an advantage or an idol, but your vote is your life. Gabler's trying to half bluff and say he's going to do it. But in the end, we get a risk from Gabler and Dwight and Carla did not risk her vote. The two of them will each take a package and Dwight believes that if he loses his vote, he is screwed. Gabler notes that there have only been one winner over 50 in all of Survivor, so he has to take risks and go big. That's a, a statistic that I don't think enough of us really pay attention to. Uh, yeah, it's Bob, right? Is the I think, yeah. Um, and that was a very long time ago. And, and was, I know yeah. there's still a lot of people who are like, five shouldn't have won. Well, the rest who of the cast. Sugar? No. Um, no, it's because the rest of the cast played each other. They, they, they all played a very piss poor game. Yeah, but... so then who should have won? <laughs> Corinne. No, I don't know. Oh. Um, that was, that would <laughs> like, be funny. I, like I love Corinne. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, Carla is happy with her decision and is trusting her gut. Gabler is like, see y'all at the merge. And Carla's like, I'm not so sure She's that's like, going to happen. No, you won't. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, I actually, I vibe with you, girl. Yeah. So much vibing. Do you vibe a with people? A lot of vibing. I vibe with everyone. Except Do for you really? Don't vibe. Not everyone. I was going to say. But, but mm. I, I'm definitely a vibe person. I love a good vibe. All right. It's post-decision. And on Team Red, they are still trying to get fire. Everyone is trading off shifts. But for Justine... Once she puts her mind to it, she's going to do it. And she finally gets it. Cross that off the survivor checklist. What's on your survivor checklist? Make the merge. Fucking win. (laughs) You only want to make the merge so you're dateable. True. You can't can't date someone who doesn't make the merge. Pat will tell you that. Um, Yeah, make the merge. uh, And yeah, win. Okay, okay. Very short one. Achievable. Dwight is back, and he knows that on Survivor 41 and 42, advantages can come back from these journeys, so he can't say it was just a nice walker who's going to get a target, even though he's still going to get a target. He shares that with him, Carla, and Gabler. He notes that they had to walk through water to get to their place and shares the risk-or-not-risk game. He says that he did risk his vote, but doesn't know what he has yet. Now, Cody doesn't believe Dwight. And he doesn't believe Dwight because the science of water. Dude, come on. You are a fucking surfer. In that goddamn heat, you dry off pretty damn quickly. <laughs> yeah. What a douchebag. I can't stand him. Now, Cody is now going to tell Jesse that he didn't believe the story and thinks Dwight is there to play and thinks Dwight might be detrimental to his game. Um. Okay, this is this is where things are going. We already got a rivalry. Got to pit people against each other. Meanwhile, Gabler returns to yellow. He shares the truth of his story, and he tells them he will walk off and find out if he got it or not. It is revealed that Gabler outplayed Dwight and has the immunity idol that will keep him safe for two tribals, which I like. I like that it is a limited edition. Limited. I'm here <laughs> for edition. it. Uh, Dwight, well, it's chocolate. Actually, that'd be a good prize if that was actually what they got. They're hungry. It's chocolate. <laughs> Come on, that's the crossover we really need. Um, True. I thought we were going to get one for game within a game when maybe, CBS maybe. kept, kept right. CBS, like all the shows kept, or Power Mount Pluses, all their shows were like, 
game, game within games and i was like there's gonna be some like jimmy timmy power hour crossover moment wow you just nickelodeon yourself i did <laughs> are you team jimmy or timmy um jimmy has more power alone like that's fair take away timmy's fairies and what does he have just a pink hat exactly are you gonna be jimmy or timmy for halloween you should be i have considered doing timmy in the past so maybe i'll finally do timmy do it all right dwight will reveal to his tribe that he lost and that gabler does have the advantage um and gabler will share that the idol is for the tribe and he's gonna have goodwill and trust with them we'll get to that when we get to final immunity and see what happened the tribes come in for their big kick-ass first immunity challenge for this challenge they will race through a series of obstacles collecting three balls one player will dig under a log and release a ramp they will work together to get up the ramp and across the balance beam as players cross the balance beam they can untie a handle that will open the bite the beam wider the first tribe who gets their tribe across gets their choice of three table games. The second tribe gets the two uh, remaining two to pick from. And the last tribe gets the last remaining table game. Two players will maneuver three balls to the end of the table. First two tribes to finish will be safe. Last tribe to finish goes to tribal and they lose their flint. How would you do in this challenge? I would be pretty good at this challenge. This one's definitely up my alley. The Which balance part, is... part would be great. Yeah, I would, I would want to run the first half over the puzzle but honestly i think this sort of puzzle i would be decent at yeah all right they're off uh we're gonna start in the mud and i have to say this is probably the first time that i felt like i noticed survivor does a lot in post-production with the foley sound effects like that mud sounded so gross even the (laughs) leaves they were very loud they said asmr yeah (laughs) literally did you notice that um, not particularly, but I, I trust you. I, I think I need to go back to previous seasons and like really listen <laughs> to these challenges. Maybe it was this the lack of Jeff talking. I don't know. But I was Maybe. like, <laughs> I was like, no, ew. <laughs> I like the squishing. No, not from mud. It was really gross. <laughs> anyway, it's fairly even to start with when they get to the digging part. Uh, that's not easy. Ryan goes for it, gets the roof first, and Lindsay will get on the platform first to pull Ryan up. Teamwork makes the dream work. It does. Cody's going to get out for red and gets the ramp down. And Janine, she's stuck in the sand. Mm. That, I'm going to say, was the fatal flaw for yellow. Not, not the puzzle. Not the, the, the maze. It was sending Janine to do the digging. Why did they send her? Mm, I don't know. It should have been Gabler. They, they probably wanted someone small who could like fit under. Yeah, but she things. didn't have the strength to get the sand yeah, out. True. Is that how she fucked up her chin, too? I think so. So the blue that's, team... That's going to be hard to look at throughout the season. <laughs> You're terrible. You're terrible, Miss Flayship. <laughs> the blue team adapts, and literally James is going to lose his pants. Um, It's not the first time that's happened before. It's no. probably just one of the first times it's really been called out. Um, but they're going to use the teamwork to get Ryan back up, and teamwork does make the dream work. Come on, it's happening. It's really doing, doing well. Red Tribe is almost all up before Yellow even finds themselves out from the sand watching janine with the machete hack that rope i was scared that was a horror movie yeah more so than building fire before you get out to survivor please handle a machete first (laughs) right um have you ever handled a machete i have yes 
dare I ask why? Where's the body? I have some weird friends who like used to just have machetes around. So okay, we need to learn a little more about this. Please share. Share with class. There's nothing more to share. I just have friends who have what? machetes. Like when how when? Decorative machetes on their wall as art pieces. Are they Survivor fans? I don't think so. Are they horror movie fans? Um, probably. Are they gonna kill you? No. Are you sure? Yes. All and right. then have you ever played the game Stump? No. Um, it's they play it in woodsy areas. Um, my college roommate used to play Stump. It's where you it's a drinking game where you like take a hammer or some sort of thing, and then there's an there's a nail and a stump, and you have to throw the hammer up so it like flips you grab it and then nail it and then at some point in that you drink um that one is terrifying but yeah because you're drinking and there's sharp objects no no i'm also a city boy so yeah uh, it's not a game i fathom doing but okay blue is in the lead (laughs) they will get their choice of the table game and they're going to pick the the number three which is the maze yellow comes in quickly still is red on the beam red is still on the beam uh, but red will eventually take the straight shot game. Blue is going to send Ryan and Lindsay for the game. Red says Jesse and Noel, and yellow has the obstacle game sending Gabler and Sammy. Were these the right pairs? Um, no. Sammy and Gabler were not the dream team. Not at all. But also the puzzles were like wildly not evenly matched like the, the maze one was so much easier than others like i understand the advantage of oh my god you get there first you, you get the first you get to pick this wasn't an equalizer challenge and i think this was so fucking unfair yeah like literally this proves one two three was the result of who got there first is that how it worked mm-hmm. like that yeah yes it did um blue gets three before anyone has anything and they're safe coco wins um, it's now going to be a battle of re- yellow and red. Um, we, as we discussed just now, Sammy Gabler, oldest, youngest, not a good dynamic. They were not a good pair. I think um, Sammy was somewhat gaslighting him to make him look worse in front of the rest of his team. I think so too. Cause you had to, at this point, cause you know, yeah. you're going to be the target. Yeah. You're going to lose. Um, so. so it was, I feel like it was a smart idea because it also did yeah, true. make Gabler question himself. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, Noelle and Jesse are going to try a new strategy where he's going to get behind her and help her guide. Ooh, it was sexy, but it worked. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> I <work>. guess. <laughs> Two in a row. I was like, oh, okay. Work. That was cool. Uh, Red's going to get it. Yellow gets zero balls. And Vessi is safe. Baca is going to tribal council. Um, yeah, I, I will say it. I think this was a very unfair immunity challenge. Um, I, 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 I like the challenges where everyone's on the even playing field in this last part. And, yeah, but also oh my God, sometimes someone comes back like, and wins. Why did we just do that first half if like exactly. everyone's just going to be at the same place at the end? So I, I see the pros and cons of, of both having the advantage of having a better board. If now, again, I, as I mentioned, I don't think Sammy and Gabler are the two to blame here. I do think it was their decision to put Janine on the digging part. Yeah, I think that's where they fell fully behind. Jeff's going to ask the losers how they feel about Tribal, and Gabler says they haven't, as they've been focused on winning. He tells them they all gave their all. They communicated. 
They never lost heart. They never lost friendship. It's hard. Meanwhile, Mariah is crying her eyes out in the mud. Sammy says losing sucks, but their game starts today. They did not talk strategy, and it's no longer kumbaya camping trip. It's about to get crazy. All right, post-challenge, we're back with yellow. Gabler says it's the most intense experience doing a challenge, and he works in an operating room with heart surgeries. Gabler takes accountability for the loss and knows he's a potential target, so he addresses the team and says that he came out there with three goals, and one was to learn about himself through hardship, second to play a great game, which he says they all did, and lastly to win an immunity idol. He says he will not hide behind immunity idol, so he will take the shot in the dark. What? What? Wait. I'm wondering wait, how wait. we got from A to Z there. <laughs> First off, do we even know the shot in the dark is in game in the play? I guess it must be something that they were told. That's right? my only thought here because they because production never told us. They did not. I was no. hoping we would get rid of it because I really think it was the worst twist that never yeah, yielded any result. Great. Um. I mean, it well, would be gag if he was like, I'm playing my shot of the dark. And Jeff's like, that's not a thing. <laughs> that, that's what I was hoping for. Um, but let's dissect this. Why would he announce that he played this shot in the dark? And why the hell would the others not then throw all the votes to him to flush the idol? I don't get this. Well, this team sucks. Wait, what? How, this team it, sucks. Wait, if you get the shot in the dark, you're safe then, right? Yeah. But is that before the vote or after? It's bef- he has to play it when he goes to vote, right? So then they would not want to vote for him in the chance that he's. But you still, one. you you still put if you're already willing to sacrifice someone else and you want to flush the idol out, you 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 make the sacrifice there. And one, either he stays and keeps the immunity idol, uh, or uses the immunity idol, and he's also lost a shot in the dark, and you sacrifice someone that you're willing to sacrifice. Or you'll get rid of him and the the idol's gone. Like, I just don't understand why you don't knock him out here. Oh, yeah. I don't get it. I really do not understand it. Yeah. Um, Ellie was shocked by Gabler, so she tells him to look at the situation. They lost their flint. They will want to scramble, but she feels like using the shot in the dark is only if you think you're going home. So she is going to swing the votes to keep Gabler to say. She will use her skill as a therapist to talk people off a ledge in this situation. I was like, Tori, come on. I mean, to be fair, she didn't see Tori. I was like, girl, no one's on a ledge right now. Like, Also, if you, if I, I, unfortunately on my um, Instagram, there was a a reel, I guess, from Tori about people recognizing her in therapy sessions about being the evil girl from Survivor. I was like, I think you should still switch professions because I would not want to trust you. (laughs) Anyway, she wants to keep strength and she will turn on her girl, Mariah. Remember, you know, like Ellie in the beginning of this episode was like, oh my God, girl strong. Girl's gonna stick feel together. Happy. Yeah. She twist on that one, liar bitch. Um, <laughs> Owen says that they are living in a fantasy world and they will need strength so that um, that love, that attitude is gone. It's going to be a mad dash. Ellie will tell Janine that it has to be Mariah. She's reluctant though. Ellie will say she feels bad, but does she really... Mariah is going to chat with Sammy and says she doesn't want it to be either of them. Sammy will tell her that he wasn't thinking about her at all. He's going to throw out Owen as an option. And she's like, uh, okay, sure. Mariah thinks that with the girls and Sammy, Owen and Gabler are on the outs and it's too risky to vote out Gabler. So all eyes are on Owen, which I personally think was the smarter idea here. 
Sammy's going to be at the well with the girls and he's going to be the bad guy and mention Owen. He reveals that they have not been talking very much and thinks Owen is smarter than he seems. He thinks he'll be able to see how dangerous he'll be down the line. Another reason why I also would go with the strategy here of voting on Owen. Yeah, I was honestly surprised Owen wasn't. Oh, but you know. Ellie and Mariah both have a plan and Ellie's plan is against Mariah and wants to prioritize strength. Mariah's plan is to focus on the girls and Ellie wants to vote Mariah as she thinks she is the weakest. Meanwhile, Janine is worried about that in the future as it makes it easier for the guys to have a majority. Again, this is what, where Ellie is not thinking straight. She expresses this to Ellie and then she's like, well, now I have to weigh out my options. I didn't think of that. She wants them to move forward physically strong. She knows that Mariah will be loyal and Owen could be trouble down the line. She has to look at the relationship between the guys as she could be setting something into motion. Ellie and Janine have the power to decide who goes home tonight. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of things we don't see here because I'm not quite sure how Sammy was pulled over. But let's discuss tribal. Yeah, because he was like super strong with yeah Mariah. Um, our tribal set. There's a lot of skeletons, lots of huts, and not nothing, anything cool. But then we see that entranceway, like the, with those giant bones that looks like a dinosaur. I was like, wait, that's kind of fierce. I'll I'll, I'll take yeah. that. They grab their torch, dip it in the fire as it's the ritual of Survivor as fire represents their life. And once your fire is out, so are you. Sammy reveals that life at camp was joy and they were harmonious. They thought they were final six. And Jeff is stunned that like they actually believed that. Owen will agree that he felt that they, the way that he notes that no one wanted to be a, put a target on themselves since they started by pushing someone on the bus. Gabler says it was important to get to know any, everyone early because you don't know how the game is going to shake up. He says that they were supposed to win, and Jeff was like, I can't figure that out. What do you mean you're supposed to win? Based on what? Mariah will say they won today, and Jeff is like, oh, geez, please just go home. You're done. He hates um, that. <laughs> he's like, no more of this. We all tried our balls. No more. You, no more bullshit. She goes on to say, but- you can't always win the game, but if you can walk away knowing you gave it your all, then then you won. She's such a teacher. Such but then, a teacher. But then Sammy's over hearing from boomers and gen gen x that we get participation trophies for everything so he pitches in and says but we're actually yeah. not winners we're yeah, losers he's like, well the moral victories then, mean nothing if they're still gonna be there and look at need the real wins i was like okay fine and then jeff is sense. happy again <laughs> yeah and owen will say that he has enough moral victories in his life with the teams he roots for yeah dude you made your sports teams do well you did that rooted good you good <laughs> Jeff will ask if there was no finger pointing and ask if Sammy and Gabler had eyes on them in the puzzle spot. But Gabler says that he knows he had a target on its back, but leave it to Ellie, who says pinning everything on him for volunteering and not pulling it out is not a great strategy right now. I mean, he really put the target on himself. Right. And that should have been Mariah's cue of being like, oh, wait, ooh, why is my girl saying that? Yeah, true. She goes on to say that it's a first come first serve situation who reached out first. Now, obviously, the edit is the edit. We see what they want to present it, but I'm fairly certain that the first person to reach out to her was Mariah. More reason why I don't like Ellie. I don't trust her. I don't trust her. Janine relates it to dating someone and needing the affirmation of a text back, and I get that. because No one texts me back. I never get affirmation. Because I get what? Hashtag ghosted. Mariah feels like she got some emojis and stuff. Uh, she got some phone calls, some texts, and she sent out some as well. Could you imagine this comparison, this analogy back in the OG days of Survivor? It wouldn't exist because emojis didn't exist. Yeah, I feel like 
she they play whoever started this conversation plays like orgs online reality games so they're like <laughs> actually have like been through the sending out texts and phone calls and stuff so that's where they're mojos come on send your mojos <laughs> sammy feels now that they are playing the game and it is on full force someone will look back and wonder if they could have tried harder jeff will note that they entered all joy but now he feels attention it's the price they pay for being kumbaya for too long owen says Owen will say whoever goes home will wish. They sent out a few more texts. It is time to vote. No immunity idols played. No shot in the dark. Still don't know if it's actually in the game or not. But by a vote of five to one, Mariah is the first person voted out of Survivor 43 Squid Games. All right, let's dissect it. Did they do the right thing? Let's break it down. Um, no, I don't know. She... I, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, you can't blame watching the previous season as, oh my God, Mariah could be very much like a Marianne, be this yeah, lovable exactly. person. They didn't see it. We, they don't know yeah, that. Yeah, we don't know that. <laughs> um, I don't know if I like this because I think this was just a uh, sacrificial lamb by Mariah. Also, it just doesn't feel great that it's a woman of color getting voted out first. Yeah. Um, orchestrated by a white woman she feels weird especially with the diverse initiative um not great but again i think luckily this idol that gabler has is a two-week one it's going to be gone next week if they don't even go to tribal so i I don't know i is was this the right way to go with strain I, i don't know i just don't feel like there's any trust within this group right now yeah. even if they voted the same way i don't know if they all trust each other um i'm not going to say that these three men are three men that are going to be bro strong because they are three polar opposites of each true, other. true true um but i would fear ellie ellie is the one who orchestrated all this and, and she's the yeah one she has keep... seems like she has a lot of sway at the Mm -hmm. tribe at the moment so and again everything we're hearing from her this episode is she's manipulative she knows how to talk to people make them do what she wants keep an eye on her um but also sammy's the one with like the skills on the tribe sammy's got the skills but they don't see him as a threat somehow which is good it's great for him um i got some burning questions for you for wrapping up this podcast i got some burning answers you know what is mariah's legacy her rainbow hair. That's it. That's all we got. We didn't learn anything about her. We didn't learn her backstory. We know she's a teacher and that's it. Really sucks. I mean, I feel yeah. like other first boots in the past three seasons now have had backstories. We learned about them. We got nothing out of Mariah. We really didn't. Um, that was sad. I didn't, I didn't, I wish we got more out of her because she she did seem fun. Yeah, and we had a whole hour and a half too. So right. They could have done better. Who's in danger, girl? Um, is his name Cody? Cody, absolutely. I think Cody's Cody, in danger. And I can Sammy. see Dwight. I don't see Sammy is in danger. I, I see... think if if the rest everyone catches on, if they catch on, um, I think Dwight is in danger, um, because he is just playing piss poorly. Sure. Um, I don't know. I think Ellie could be in danger if they catch on to her. We first. got literally nothing from Justine like at all this episode well, Lit- she, like she she's... built fire she she likes oh she did too. she made she's did the one she who, made yeah, she, the fire oh. she got the fire for the red okay. team 
Yeah, she's, um, no, she's I, not I, like other girls. That's all we got, it, though. It's interesting. We we really have, I think, we've heard from almost everybody. Let me look at my cheat sheet. Um, obviously, Mariah's gone. We heard a lot from Sammy. We heard a, a, a fair amount from Janine, though she is yeah. pretty much the swing of going wherever she needs to go. Heard a lot from Ellie, enough from yes. Owen, enough, a lot from Mike Gabler. On Red, Neko, we didn't really hear much from. Um, she doesn't seem like a threat at this moment. Noel, keep an eye on her. Jesse, I I hope he's able to get rid of Cody because uh, he's going to be, if they're a dynamic duo, watch yeah. out. Dwight is young and I think he could be an easy target. Cody, I really do think they got to cut him because he's he's going to be loose cannon. Justine is there. Uh, Jet, um, who who's next? Geo. I don't know anything about Geo yet, besides yeah. being gay. Lindsay, again, we only bits of strategy from her. Cassidy is playing very strong. Um, and then we have James, who we're learning is a chess player, so I, I think he's a long hauler. Um, Carla is very confusing for me right now. I'm not sure where she stands because she's very much in the middle she's here. She's in the middle. Flip-flop. I can, yeah, that's my fear. And then James, James the Golden Boy. James, is I mean the uh, Ryan, boy. Ryan, Ryan's the Golden Ryan. Boy. Yes, yeah, Ryan. Um, you know Jeffrey Probst is gonna be like, oh my god, I love you. Don't leave me. Don't leave Jeff, me. We're gonna see him many seasons to come. I'm sure. He's got a great story. If he doesn't win this one. Yeah. Um, with all of that said, I'm going to ask you the question. After an episode, the winner is. I'm going to say Ryan. I'll say Ryan. Ooh, okay, Ryan. If he can get um, there. I looked at my notes from last season and I okay. said for the first episode, my two people to win were Lindsay and Marianne. So I did very well off the bat. So I'm going to use uh- my strategy there. <laughs> So I was thinking and, for this season, I was like, who's Lindsay? <laughs> rude! Uh, no, so I'm going to use that strategy. Let's say my two people to keep an eye on to win. Um, Noel. Okay. I'm going to say Noel and Oh, this is hard. I think I'm going to go Sammy. Okay. Yeah. Noel and Sammy are the two I'm going to keep an eye on for right now. I just think Sammy's too young and it's going to implode I on think him. That- I think, I think it, he is. I don't think he's going to hold it up. If he can, he he has got one overall. I definitely he, agree. I agree with you on that, but I don't think he can. <laughs> interesting season. I'm I'm not in love with anyone this season. Like Lindsay, I thought was a great game player. I loved what her gameplay was. That's how I would play. I said the same similar thing about Cassidy, but I don't vibe with her yet. And that's because the show's not letting me vibe with her. Yeah, we never get enough from the her. safe tribes, you know? Right. Um, but there are a lot of people I just don't care for right now. And I think that's not a good sign for me as a viewer because I want to be invested. I'm not invested yet. So let's let's go another week or two and see how we how we go. I do think if Cody goes early, I'll be. Yeah, let's do it. Um, but interesting start for her. Season. Yeah, I'm ready for a returning player season soon. <laughs> Same. We'll see. Survivor well, 45. Know. Yeah. Miss Felicia, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you got? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Miss Felicia. That's at M-I-S-S-F-E-L-L-A-T-I-A. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at T Grunin under my boy name, T-G-R-U-N-I-N. That is also my Venmo. 
Um, you can catch me. I host Drag Bingo the first Wednesday, the third Thursday of every month in Brooklyn at Sycamore. And then I'm a spin instructor here in the city at Psycho Bar. Um, so come through, see me, Tony G. Um, yeah. That's and maybe, it. maybe after they watch Coco, you get to do a Coco ride. Maybe. A Coco and Encanto <laughs> ride? Come on, Spanish hair. Coco versus Encanto. Um, there it is. DM me if you want to see that. <laughs> and we'll see. Well, it was a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Michael. The biggest thanks to Miss Felicia for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.